Hi there, thanks for tuning in to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to jhicksconsulting.com to check out college recruiting resources, consulting services, and Jill's exciting new membership site, Recruiting 101. We hope you enjoy this next podcast here on College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Welcome back, everybody. I'm super excited about this week. Again, another guest who I'm just really thankful that she was willing to come on here. Her name is Audrey West, and she's going to share a story. We've had a few um, JH girls share their stories similar to Audrey. So welcome, Audrey. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I asked Audrey if she'd be willing to do this. It wasn't easy. And, um, but I, I definitely want JH Consulting to not be authentic, to not be a place where you only hear, um, the positive or the perfect recruiting stories, because that's not what we're about. And that's not true. So I really appreciate, um, you know, past JH girls, just like you, Audrey, that have come on here and shared, you know, why it was time for them to possibly move into a different direction than the one they had dreamed about or hoped for. Uh, and I just hope it provides some encouragement uh, to other girls out there that might be getting close to having to make some of the same decisions. And I'm sure it's going to be uh, educational. And I just think your story is one that needs to be told. Um, it's not specific to a university or um, not meant for to be negative at all. It's more the way I look at it, Audrey, is just, um, like I said, it's an authentic story that many girls actually go through, but not many share it. So thank you so much for coming on here. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of highs and lows in my recruiting process. So if I can reach someone that may be going through difficult struggles as well, or, or have in the past and is trying to figure out, you know, where they want to go in the future and kind of what steps they may want to take, um, not necessarily easy steps, not steps, you know, necessarily in a straight direction. Sometimes you've got to go off the original path that you intended. And, um, my story, my story is a lot of that. So, yeah. Yeah. As was mine too. And I think that might be partly why I have a sensitivity to situations like this, because this is, is pretty much exactly, well, not exactly, but similar to what I went through. And I just look back and I'm like, wow, so much good came from my story. Mm -hmm. But at the time it just feels overwhelmingly disappointing and sad sometimes just like, wow, this wasn't what I had envisioned so Absolutely. yeah so let's start with you sharing your background tell us about when you started gymnastics um how many clubs were you at um kind of just your story on how you got to uh level 10. sure so uh i grew up in a small town in north carolina i didn't start gymnastics until i was seven years old which is pretty late for a gymnast mm -hmm. and being that it was such a small town the club options are very limited um, you know, I did dance before both my mom and my grandmother were dancers and they had always envisioned me to be one as well. But when I uh, was older and, and seven and 
I was more athletic. They decided to put me in gymnastics. So I was in North Carolina until we moved when I was 10 years old to Tampa, Florida, which is where I live right now. Hmm. I originally chose a gym that didn't end up working out. A couple of years later, I moved to LaFleur Gymnastics, where I ended up becoming level 10 and getting recruited from. That gym change had a really big impact on my recruiting process. I really think it took me to the next level. And it was a scary move, but I was so grateful that my parents pushed me to do that and and to find the family that I found at LaFleur's. The girls are great. The coaches are so supportive and treat you as a person before an athlete. And I think that is so important. And that's a value that I took forward into my recruiting for the NCAA because I found such a great encouraging family at LaFleur's. I wanted to make sure that I, one, continued that atmosphere into college, but two, I was able to bring something similar mm-hmm. uh, into my future team. So yeah, I started at seven and I competed gymnastics at level 10 for four years. So I started my freshman year of high school up until my senior year and um, qualified for nationals and got to you know um, have some good competitions there and medal and team medal, which was super exciting and fun. You know, you work really hard all season long and you have that great regionals meet and you get to make it to nationals and support your region. And that's uh, a dream and and so fun. So that was fun. Um, (laughs) How many years did you make it to nationals? So it was a little tricky because freshman year was COVID. So there wasn't a nationals. So I qualified my, my sophomore year. And then both my junior and my senior year ended up being cut short because of injuries. So I really only qualified the one season that I was eligible. So you were a sophomore when you qualified. Did you get a lot of phone calls on June 15th, um, you know, at that point before your injuries? Yeah, um, I think because my sophomore season was on paper my best season Mm -hmm. It really set me up for good success on June 15th because I was coming right out of a great season into um, eligibility to be recruited. And so I got um, a good deal of calls. I was very fortunate and blessed to be able to recruit with um, colleges all over the country and have great experiences talking to different coaches and learning about different programs and even visiting a couple of them, um, unofficial and official visits and so June 15th and the couple months thereafter were wild, but a lot of fun. Pretty exciting. Would you be willing to share any of those schools that you that contacted you? Goodness, yeah. So um, I live in so Alabama. I recruited with University of Pennsylvania. I recruited with Oregon State and Nebraska hmm. and Arizona State and Arkansas a little bit. Uh, UNC and a little bit with Auburn, Minnesota, Kentucky, wow. um, and a couple others that didn't go as as far. Okay, I just so want the audience, yeah, to get an idea because um, Audrey has beautiful gymnastics. When I saw your videos, when you guys called me and started working with me, um, I remember looking at your videos and going, wow, I can see why you were recruited at such phenomenal teams 
you have very clean gymnastics and precise is what I noticed. Yeah. And obviously now remind me that nationals, what did you place on? Was it bars? Bars. Yes. And you, did you win bars? Or I placed third, if I believe correct, as podium. Mm -hmm. It was really a really tight competition on bars. And actually mm -hmm. the a lot of the girls that placed were in my age group, uh, sorry, not age group, like in my region. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun because we got to compete together and then we got to um, medal together. But between like first and seventh, because at that time they only went out to seven, it was like a 10th and a half or like a, such a close margin. So wow. it was really cool to be able to bring home that medal. So you can see why um, you were highly recruited. So you must have at that time really been feeling good. Had you had very many injuries up to that point? No, I was extremely fortunate um, up until even like mid junior year. I, hmm. I mean, my biggest injury was like a broken toe. You know, I stubbed my toe on the beam or something. And yeah. um, and that actually helped me a lot in recruiting because I was able to say, you know, I, I tank my strength and conditioning and flexibility. So stretching very importantly. And I think that creates a very beneficial baseline that hmm. helps you stay injury free. And being that I had a pretty clean record, I, I think that that benefited me. Oh, that's so good. So now we take us into your junior year. Um, tell us about what happened that year. Okay, so, wow. Um, in November of 2021, I believe it was, I had an initial dislocation on my right shoulder. Mm -hmm. And... Um, nothing really came of it. It was kind of a freak thing. Um, I continued training and eventually as I kept going, it caused more and more problems, um, really on like bars and floor. I'd catch my, my major release on bars and not be able to continue my routine because my shoulder wasn't, um, stable. So we went and saw some orthopedic specialists and they decided that surgery was the best option. So I've got um, a couple of anchors in my shoulder. I tore my labrum and my rotator cuff. Mm -hmm. And that surgery was in March of 2022. So a couple, a couple of months in between the initial dislocation and when we decided to go ahead with the surgery. Um, as I continued uh, to recover from that shoulder surgery, I noticed that not for, uh, it was a couple months later, but some hand tremors and some numbness in my hand um, and down my arm that would affect um, some writing skills like in school and definitely hanging on to the bar or anything you know you need to be able to feel your arms and able to do gymnastics so we talked with some specialists and during this time I was still training and getting ready for my senior season at that time and uh, I was diagnosed with thoracic outlet syndrome which can be the symptoms can be relieved by TOS surgery so as a final farewell to J.O. Gymnastics, I decided to compete beam and floor in Nashville, Tennessee, early 2023. And at that meet, I tore my ACL and my meniscus and um, like four days before my TOS surgery. So that, that two weeks really set my life in a different direction than mm -hmm. you could have ever possibly imagined. Okay, stop there though. Had you been offered scholarships prior to the shoulder? So at the time I was already recruited by my university. 
Okay. I thought so. So I, I was committed to my college and, um, you know, I had been keeping up with my coaches and letting them know kind of where I was at with everything. My shoulder was feeling, um, great stability wise. I just had that tremor, but the actual joint itself was perfectly healthy and strong. And Mm -hmm. I was able to do all of my gymnastics. I just had to be aware of, you know, the, the symptoms that would occasionally come up. So you had verbally committed to a college. Yes. Okay. Then the shoulder thing comes up and then the knee. And then the knee. Yeah. So I live in Florida. So obviously to get to Tennessee, we to fly there. So we flew out to Tennessee. I competed my last four pass of my last routine that I knew I was going to compete for J.O. And I tore the ACL. So we flew home. I got an MRI on Monday. We flew out to Dallas where the shoulder specialist was on Tuesday. And mm-hmm. I had that major operation on Wednesday. So those on days were on my shoulder. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so now I know it's, it's very convoluted and, and kind of a messy week, but mm-hmm. so then I had that major uh, surgery on my shoulder at this point. That's my, my second surgery mm-hmm. and my symptoms were relieved, were relieved. It was a major surgery, but the uh, recovery process was super simple and quick and easy. And um, my arm feels great, <laughs> Good. but then again, of course I had to go through the ACL reconstruction about two weeks later, two weeks so, later, after I got home from wow. Dallas. Yeah. Was- it was a quick turnaround. Whoa. Yes. Okay. All right. very, very quick turnaround. So I had that ACL reconstruction with a patella tendon graft and it went really well. Hmm. Um, we started noticing maybe four weeks post-op that I still had some redness and some swelling that shouldn't have been there. It turns out that I rejected my sutures mm-hmm. and some of the uh, stuff that was holding the graft in place. And they actually had to go back in surgery because uh, the knee joint has the bones around it. And you don't want the infection to get into the bones and it could cause a lot of difficulties. So I went back into surgery. That's my... Goodness, that's that. That's my fifth surgery at that point, and clean that out. Super simple, but kind of just another bump in the road. At this point, I'm I'm really frustrated and um still very focused on competing in the NCAA. Um, and that was maybe April of 2023. Mm-hmm. So, um. After that happened, my knee felt great. Hmm. Recovery kept going. Uh, I've had no problems with my knee since. Hmm. Getting strong and recovery, running, jumping, ACL feels great with tumbling and and those really tough landings that you can't replicate outside of gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't know if you're going to be ready for them because in physical therapy, you can't, you know, do a big Yurchenko and and land on a tough mat. So I was really glad to see that my body was capable of competing those or not competing but completing those skills Mm -hmm. uh, post those surgeries in uh, July of 2023 I stepped away from the college that I was recruited to Mm -hmm. and decided that even though I was not going to continue down that path I still wanted to compete in the NCAA and was hard fast on or steadfast on training and getting ready for either spring of 2024 or fall of 2024 
just competing at a different college. Okay, so share with with our audience, you were a 2023 graduate. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so now we're in the summer, you step away from your college. And I think that's when you and I started connecting. And then you were trying to figure out, okay, now what is my path going to look like? Mm -hmm. And what are my options? Absolutely. That's what we discussed. And then you stayed in training. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now you're basically on a gap year. Yep. Okay. Go from there. Yeah. So my knee is, my knee is feeling great. My shoulder is feeling great. I've got no symptoms. Nothing's stopping me from, um, you know, doing everything I can in the gym. Obviously you still have to take it slow and and be very smart with your training. You don't want to rush anything and, and injure something worse than what it was before. You want to follow directions or doctor's orders and, and whatnot. And at this time I was having some calls with coaches and sending out what videos of things that I could do, mm-hmm. um, which was a lot of bars because of, again, my knee was still taking time to recover. Um, but still the, the colleges were actually very interested in seeing some basics on floor, even though I couldn't do the full tumbling passes, they loved seeing the progress of what I could do from starting with standing back handsprings when I was allowed to do those again into round of back handsprings into, you know, double pikes and full ins and whatnot. Um, showing them that progress and keeping them updated with that was, was really fun and, and um, beneficial in a lot of ways to, to me and, and how my head was feeling because I could get their, they like their pride, like they, they were proud of me for taking those small steps, which meant a lot. Um, my, we had discussed colleges coming down to see me in Florida and, and, you know, seeing if they needed someone to fill in their team in spring or in the fall. And they cared a lot about my high school transcripts and what classes I took. Mm. So there was a lot of, it was, it was like recruiting into my junior year, but all over again, two years later, it was Again, a lot of fun, um, very nerve wracking, but exciting all at the same time. Wow. What helped you stay positive as you were moving through that summer before the gap year and the fall in the gap year? My family, um, I've got a great supportive family and close friends that really help helps me keep my head up and and look forward because there was a lot of chaos and a lot of overall negativity just because my situation was going downhill and and having a lot of complications that you couldn't have predicted so um the people close to me were really beneficial in making sure that I I kept my chin up and I stayed hopeful because I think keeping hope and keeping that positivity is, is absolutely vital and ensuring that you get to your final goal, whatever that, that, whatever that goal may be. If you lose your hope and you let your emotions take over and you start freaking out and, you know, you, you dig yourself into a hole, I think it's one, really difficult to get out of, but two, you lose the joy of it. And it's, at the end of the day, it's at the end of the day, it's just gymnastics and it's, it's fun. And you need to be able to be joyful while you're training and in those hard days. So leaning on the people closest to you and nice. making sure that, you know, 
what your goal is and Mm -hmm. doing what you can to get there. Did you ever go through any anger or bitterness over unfairness of this happening to you or? There were a lot of emotions that I, that I went through. And a lot of the times I don't even think that I could put names on them because there were so many and Mm -hmm. my brain was kind of all over the place deciding what I did want to do. So yeah, I definitely think that there were some maybe bitter bitterness might might be the best word. I don't I wasn't really angry mm-hmm. because I understood that everything happens for a reason and though this is not how I predicted, you know, everything to work out, I have to be where my own two feet are and I have to be grateful and and understand the blessings that I have even in the darkest of times mm-hmm. um and yeah so I think I think having those two things kept me from sitting in that anger and that bitterness I remember talking to you the first time you and your mom and you guys shared your story and I remember thinking you were so mature about how you handled everything and your perspective, you, you just like you are right now, super calm, um, not high, not low, but not fake either. Like, you know, when some people go through hard times, you're like, wow, I don't think they're really sharing how they're really feeling, but you never did that. I felt like you were very real as you you. went through this. Mm -hmm. And to be as young as you are, I know when I went through my situation, <laughs> you know, I ended up showing up at Oregon State on a full scholarship and then realizing my knee was not going to be able to make it mm-hmm. and having to watch practice and coach the girls and all that, go to the meets. I would do fine at practice and do fine at the meets. But when I would leave the meets and go back to my room, I I remember those were some really hard moments. Yeah. Just sadness over what it could have been. Very much so. Yeah. Grief of, I I had to let myself feel that grief and accept that grief um, for for what could have been, Mm -hmm. but also understand that this isn't the end. It's, it's maybe a pause or a speed bump or, um, you know, your, your road forks, but it's not the end. There's, there's more to come. There's more good, mm-hmm. um, good out there that you, you couldn't have imagined or, or expected just as there is bad that you can't imagine or expect. I think there are true. There's truth to, to both sides. So, yeah. Feeling that sadness and and understanding that it's okay to feel that way, but you're not always going to feel that way mm -hmm. and that there's more to come. I remember my teammates just surrounding me and my, my uh, college roommates, like girls who weren't gymnasts, um, meeting me in those moments too. And just being there for me because I was away from home, you know, Mm -hmm. and I formed some amazing friendships and people who just listened and were we're just there for whatever emotion, you know, happened for me, um, on those hard days. Um, but you and I've shared that our faith is really important to us. And, um, 
I think that's what really got me through. But it also, I went through some of the hardest periods of my faith because I, I would question why, you know, all those things about how, how can this work out to be good? Are you, are you really mm -hmm. in charge of my life? <laughs> you know, or yeah. is this just going to like, I'm just going to go off into all the things I've worked really hard for aren't going to matter. And, you know, when you're at that age, I'm just amazed at your maturity and your ability to have perspective on, on all this. And I'm just glad that you have something to fall back on in your, in your life besides gymnastics, you know? Absolutely. I think when um, that opportunity to go to the university and compete for gymnastics um, was, was rescinded, was taken away. I, I had a really tough couple of weeks, days, months. Like I'd still sometimes, you know, that wave of emotion comes and I'm like, oh my goodness, one, how did that happen? And two, like, just, whoa, just kind of like a, a moment of, but my faith has really kept me grounded. And um, when I came to make that final decision of, hey, I'm gonna step away from the sport, prayer was of the utmost importance. Um, mm -hmm. In, in helping me make that decision and coming to peace with everything that has, has happened. Because mm. as soon as I realized that I had peace with mm. everything that happened and that I get to take a step forward, mm. it, the whole situation got so much lighter because it was such a weight on me and my family. And mm. I think when you hold on to that weight yourself, it can bleed into other people and when you don't intend it to, so letting that weight go and taking that step forward mm -hmm. uh, is super important and, and was very beneficial. So I'm grateful to have my faith to keep me centered and grounded in all of that. I know. And we don't know what's ahead. It's yeah, exactly. Crazy. How exciting is that? How exciting. I mean, I think I told you, I tell girls all the time, I think, man, had I not taken the chance and gone to Oregon state and then decided I couldn't do gymnastics. And they said, would you coach? And I had, I said no mm -hmm. to that and just went home back to California. I mean, my life would have gone a completely different trajectory and I could have never imagined all the goodness that came from, you know, things I didn't know at the time that I said yes to, and that I just, you know, I can't take any credit for saying yes to being a college coach when I was a freshman because I had no idea. I just figured I was helping out the team, but then it all turned into my whole career and my whole life and what I do with JH Consulting. So it's it's an incredible, challenging <laughs> time to think that a door that closes is actually a huge window that opens. It's just you're going to be, you're going to be able to look back and it's going to make sense. You know, I just believe that. Um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell us what you want to study, what your plans are now. And um, I know you don't have it all detailed out, but tell us a little bit about moving forward. Yeah. So when I decided that I was going to step away from the sport and, and go to college and not compete, uh, I decided in majoring in exercise physiology so it's a pretty broad major. I can go into a different, a lot of different careers from there, but it's a good baseline on, you know, sports medicine and kinesiology because of my foundation on 
um, all the injuries that I've been through and the amount of goodness, the uh, uncountable hours of PT and doctor's appointments and, you know, whatnot, I really learned that I actually really have an interest in how the human body works and how, you know, it all works together to be able to do some pretty incredible things. So I found that I have a passion and an interest in that through this experience, and I'm excited to learn more about it. Wow. And make a career out of it. So you've applied to some colleges and hope to start in the fall? Yes. That you plan. Yep. I'm taking some online classes right now just to keep stimulated. You know, I like to learn and I like to be in class. So that's keeping me busy, but I'm going to head out in the fall. So I always ask this question on our first get to know you session with JH girls, or we do as advisors. So mm -hmm. share with us what you're good at that has nothing to do with gymnastics or school. Ooh, okay. I'm surprising you. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Okay. <laughs> what am I good at? Um... I, well, okay. Can I like hobby wise or just be anything? It was just, what do you like to do besides those two things? Okay. So I love baking, not cooking. I love baking. I like the sweets and the treats that come out of it. It's instant gratification, not great, but <laughs> fun nonetheless. So kind of experimenting with that. Um, and I love being active outside of gymnastics. Like I live in Florida, the beach, we play a lot of pickleball with my brothers and um, friends. And, you know, I have a group that I actually play with. So that's cheesy, but enjoyable. Love it. And I am a huge mountain girl. So like hiking and waterfalls and lakes. And I grew up on a lake. And I think that really set me up for a life outdoors. I love so. that just being active in the sun. I love that. You know, when we do ask this question, I'm amazed how many gymnasts love to bake. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the things they all say. I'm like, who would have thought, you know, yeah. it's so generic. But I know. I know. It's true. <laughs> how have you wrapped up things at your own club with your team, past teammates? I know some have obviously gone on to college, but what what was that day like, or have you done that yet? Yeah, so it wasn't a specific day. It kind of just evolved, I guess. Um, my recruiting class of 23s was four strong at my gym, so I'm one of four. The other three girls are striving in the NCAA, which I'm so proud of them, and so glad and joyful to be able to see them succeed. I think that I get... Um, a lot of happiness from seeing them being successful and, and joyful and, and I know how hard they've worked so so proud of them and girls that came before me mm -hmm. uh, so having a, none of them well one lives in Florida but none of them live in my own town so um, having those calls with them was tough but again they're so supportive and we've been by each other's side through the highs and lows um, so I got to have that conversation with them but as for my coaches and the girls that are still at the gym yeah it kind of evolved um I don't think there was any one conversation where I was like I'm I'm done but 
when I got to the sixth surgery in 18 months, it was like, okay, maybe, maybe this is not going to work out how I thought it was going to. And maybe it could, I could keep pushing, but should I, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I could, and I'm a, if I wanted to not compete bars or if I wanted to continue and, and put my shoulder through more, I would be absolutely capable but taking that step back and and looking at it with the broader picture of being, hey, this is just four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got so much more to give and I, I want to live a life that can be active because I love doing that so much. Um, I think they understood and I understood that it just kind of wasn't going to work out. So I actually get to coach some young girls, some ones and twos and um, a little bit of the tens when I can jump in. So I, I'm still there. I still see them. Um just in a different role. Okay. Yeah. So when you look back from start to finish, what would you say gymnastics brought to your life that you're so thankful for? So many things. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Uh, because I didn't get the opportunity to compete in the NCAA, I get very emotional about this because I, I didn't get the final goal that seven-year-old Audrey really was striving for and really looked forward to but I got so many other things I got connections with girls that will last a lifetime I learned so many lessons um that I will be forever be grateful for um I'm such a perfectionist so learning that progress over perfection is is huge in many aspects of life not just gymnastics but academics or even just you know adjusting your character you you know you just it's day by day it's one step at a time and I think that gymnastics is a huge sport that exemplifies that um kind of what I said earlier like being there for your teammates so that they'll be there for you on your tough days because everyone's going to have a tough day or week or month or year um it's inevitable but leaning on each other and being there for each other and um celebrating each other's successes but being there on the lows was was a lesson that I'm grateful to have learned and and excited to carry into the future and also really gratitude just consistently consistently having a perspective of gratitude is so so important in all aspects of life Mm -hmm. Wow. That's really neat. Is there anything else that comes to mind that you'd want to share um, with our audience who, let's say somebody's going through this right now? Is there anything, any encouragement or Mm -hmm. tips? I would say to keep your head up. Um, Like I said, there's going to be tough days and there's going to be some unexpected twists, but staying strong mentally and physically and and keeping a smile on your face and Mm -hmm. um laughing at the 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 joyous times and just keep your head up like you can do it it's not easy but it's worth it whatever the end result may be I'm I'm rooting for you you got it (laughs) I think you really take a step back and look at everything as a whole and 
really just take a breath and take it all in and enjoy every moment. I like what you said too, at the very beginning, I don't know what you said, the exact words, but it was big picture. It was like perspective. It was like, you know, gymnastics is just one piece of your life. It's not, it's not everything that you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think personally for me, I think it took me about three years to figure just that out. I don't, I didn't realize how much, um, my gymnastics really crossed over into my Mm self-esteem and self-worth. I think self-worth, you know, and, uh, not knowing how to communicate that to work through it. I didn't go to count. There was no mental health discussions out back then or like people to talk to or things like that. I was just, like I said, I had a lot of amazing girls that I met, fortunately, that were more mature than me who did a great job of listening and just helping me through those bad days. But I want to encourage girls too that might be listening today or even parents to just help remind um, your athlete, if she's going through injuries and recruiting seems to not be going the direction that maybe you had hoped that, you know, reach out, get, you know, if you need a support system, there's so many great, uh, people out there now that can help you work through those really challenging things so that you're not alone and that, you don't beat yourself up over it or get really bitter because it can steal your joy and time is precious. You know, life is precious and yeah. Yeah. You're, you're so much more than an athlete, than a gymnast, you know, go to that school dance, go to the football games on Friday nights, live your life because you know, you've got one high school Mm -hmm. experience and then it's over. And if you go on to NCAA gymnastics, enjoy that ride and the highs and lows that come with it. If you don't live, like enjoy every moment, wherever that moment may be. And, and understand that your successes don't define you, but your failures don't define you either. You get to wake up every day and you get to decide how that day is going to go. And I like gratitude. I I keep going back to gratitude, but Mm -hmm. man, it's, Yes. (laughs) That's so powerful. It really does change your whole perspective when you start when you know you don't go walk down that dark path of the negative things, but instead you start with gratitude and think about the things you do have, you know, like the doctors that worked on your body. It sounds like they were amazing. And the fact that your parents found those doctors and could take you to those, you know, initially with your shoulder situation. Um you know, there's so many things I'm sure you can look back on and just go, wow, there's a lot of things to be grateful for in the midst of these speed bumps that I went through. Yeah, things that are seemingly bad, right? Like you look at those surgeries and I'm like, man, like I don't want to have surgery. I don't want to have this injury. I don't want to go through the pain and the time and the effort that it takes to get healthy again. But being grateful for to be able to have that opportunity to get healthy again and to, like you said, have that surgery and um, have people around me that are lifting, lifting me up and that I get to have done the sport in the first place. 
is, is such a huge, huge thing. And, and these injuries have taught me a lot about myself that I wouldn't have known. I, I've developed as a person and my character and so dramatically over the last two years that if I didn't have these experiences, I, I wouldn't be able to have the perspective that I did, that I do now. And, and understand, you know, when girls are going through injuries or, or through tough times, hey, I've been there, I can help you through. Like I, I walked through that and I got out the other side. And so being grateful for that too, you know, I get to be on this podcast and I get to share my story and it's not a great story. Um, there's a lot of, it's messy and painful in more ways than one, but I made it through and I get to share and hopefully help someone else. How's that? Oh hopefully help someone else out so grateful for that thank you (laughs) well thank you so much for being willing to be vulnerable I know it's still tender and I just appreciate that you took the chance to spend with me these 45 minutes to share with so many girls that and parents who might be going through similar things and um I can't wait to see where you end up and together (laughs) So you're going to have to stay in touch because I truly believe that things happen for a reason and that good will come, you know, Absolutely. and so it'll be neat. And maybe even in a year, we could have you back on and you can say, oh my gosh, all this stuff happened. <laughs> um, doesn't have to be big things, you know, but like just things that, you know, had you been in gymnastics, you wouldn't have had those opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, that's what yeah. I think can happen and come from it too. Yep. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining me again at College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I would love, love, love to hear your um, thoughts about this podcast in particular and if it's been helpful. And I was also really like to hear from all of you on any topics that you think would be great for the future. So feel free to email me at jill at jhicksconsulting.com. And we have some specials coming out or one special we've never done before. And I was just working on the marketing today. It's going to be coming out, I believe, next week. We're super excited about it. It's all about June 15th. And so if you have a gymnast who's a 2026 and they need um, maybe some help in getting prepared for that date or whenever they get phone calls, That's what this is going to be about. So watch for the details. They're going to be coming out soon. And you don't have to be a JH family. You don't have to be a JH girl. You just have to be a 2026 who someday is hoping to get those phone calls. So thanks so much again, Audrey. And um, thanks to all of you who take some time to listen to this podcast. I hope it's encouraging, helpful, and gives your family some direction as you go through the roller coaster of recruiting. (laughs) Take care, Audrey. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. And until next time, we are in your corner. Stay tuned for more great content for the parent and athlete here on College Recruiting with Jill Hicks.